You should know what that means already. That's the best kind of notification. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify and the moment another business dream becomes a reality. Shopify is the e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling succulents or stilettos, Spotify, uh, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. What's incredible to me personally, Charlotte, about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business and take it to the next level. Now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash truefaith or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash truefaith to take your business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash truefaith. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle United have absolutely humiliated Tottenham by six goals to one at St. James's Park. 2 nil up after five, 3 nil up after nine. Five nil up after 20 minutes. These are not normal things. This is not a normal football club. What a fucking day to be a Newcastle United fan. In their peak, Manchester United under Ferguson didn't do this to anyone. Guardiola, Man City, all the money in the world. They've never been five nil up after 20 minutes in the Premier League. Spurs, fuck off. After 20 minutes, you're away, you're home, you're back on the train. We don't care. You came to St. James's Park, tried to play 4 through 3 tried to match Eddie House marks, and you were humiliated. It is simply hilarious. Too funny for me just to talk myself. So I've got Charlotte, Cy, and Sam Dallin here to talk through it with you people. We're on Patreon, three to eight pounds a month. What a week we'll have ahead of us on that platform. You get loads of these podcasts and we're going to talk about this when we're going to look forward to Everton, and it's a fantastic time to be a Newcastle United supporter. Charlotte Robson, how do you feel? Just uh, my cheeks ache from laughing, to be honest. That was just an unbelievable performance from start to finish from everybody on the pitch. I feel mint. I feel great. I just, you can probably hear my big smile on my big face. I just, I, I after last week, you know, I sort of thought, oh, no. But it was just an anomaly. It was just a just a little mistake and everything's completely fine. And that was class and I feel class. Sorry, one of the best games ever. Come on, it's got to be the best. You're not allowed to say no. Okay, I won't say no. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we had a, a quick chat in the pub after the game. Um, and the, the immediate thought was that I was up there with 5-1 Sunderland. It was up there with 4-4 Arsenal. That is another, in, in, those, in those kind of echelon of big, big Newcastle occasions at St. James's Park. So yeah, 100%. Um, I I don't remember either of those two occasions, which were nine to ten years ago now, as well as as I do this one. Obviously, fresh in the memory. So, yeah, it's it's definitely definitely one of the one of the greatest nights I've had. A night. It feels After, like a night. Afternoon. I, it's been a long day. It's only like five in the afternoon now. Yeah. Um. One of the greatest. One of the greatest I've been as a, as a home supporter. 
Sam, you've travelled up for the game. Long journey for you. Again, how does that rank for you as an afternoon as a Newcastle United supporter? The best. Like, simply the best. I I was trying to think if we've if I've ever watched us do that to anyone else. I don't think I have. The closest I can think of, and it's going to complete reverse, Liverpool did it to us one of the years we went down. I think it might have been Shea Givens' last mm. game. They were six five down. or six yeah, up yeah. really early. And I just looked. I remember looking at it. was when we were used to be up in the corner, the top corner was the singing section i remember looking over to their fans and thinking what that must be like to be beaten sides that comfortably to just be enjoying your football and then all of a sudden i don't know fast forward 15 years like there we are i still can't really believe it's happened but i've checked the table a number of times (laughs) and i've checked every single newspaper website and it did happen (laughs) very much did the sky top four predictor according to opta has newcastle at 94 sorry 88.5 percent chance of champions league football next season so we're going to get in to why this was so funny which it was <laughs> but it, you know let's not take away the fact Newcastle United had one job today and that was to beat Tottenham Hotspur to go six points clear of them with a game in hand at the time we had a you know nice comfortable goal difference it's even better over Tottenham how effectively seven clear with seven to play six to play for Spurs what a performance from a team that people ask questions of quite rightly I suppose after last week's defeat at Aston Villa it simply is one of the one of the great wins, one of the, the great days. It's quite hard to analyse. You know, 22 minutes in, we were 5-0 up at St. James's Park. It's one of the most surreal atmospheres I've ever experienced as a football fan. But get used to it because we're fucking class <laughs> when absolute shambles like Spurs turn up, try and match us in midfield, try and match our formation as a one-off. These kind of things will happen because we are very, very good and they are not. Charlotte, you know, let's let's talk about the humour of it all. It, it is important and it is big, but it, it was just this kind of weird atmosphere after the fifth goal of just totally. people just didn't really wear to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the um, you know, texts that were you know, you get sporadic bits of signal and people were like, is the atmosphere really dead? Like, what's going on? But it was sort of, it wasn't, it wasn't dead. It was kind of, it was kind of this. It was a comfort, I guess. And a, and there was lots of laughter. There were lots of like looking around, catching people's eye, and. Uh, and being like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is crazy. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a surreal atmosphere. It's one we're not used to. It's one that most teams, <laughs> fans, aren't used to, right? You, you don't go 5-0 up at 21 minutes. Like, that just doesn't happen or wherever we were. I just... It is really funny. I think it can be really important and really funny at the same time. That's that's okay. Those things are allowed to coexist. And it was. It's a really important game. We needed to come out of the blocks firing on all cylinders, and we did. But it was also just this space team with no identity, with no idea what to do. Totally, totally capitulating. <laughs> and offering us the chance to... Uh, score some of the most amazing goals I've I've seen this season, particularly as I'm sure we'll talk about Jacob Murphy a little bit later. But my God, it was it was something it was something special. The the funny aspect of it is it's the disbelief, isn't it? Everyone was in yeah. a state of disbelief. It wasn't so much like ha ha ha, this is hilarious. It was I I don't know what else to do, so I'm going to laugh because it was so surreal, so mental. And uh, Dodsy, I recorded a bit of a bit of um, stuff for our patron half time thing at. Uh, at half time, then I went down um, into the into the concourse, and all uh, every everyone I'd ever seen at any cast game, people coming up be hugging me and going, "I can't believe it! I can't believe it!" And it's just so, so much joy and hugging, but no one could really explain what had happened. Just just hugging and laughter, but not in a kind of Tottenham are really bad, ha ha ha. It was kind of like just 
finally we finally got to the point where we we get this kind of situation where we we just winning a game we deserve to win in the game we don't have to worry about the final result it's already done and everyone's just really jubilant and we don't get that much as Newcastle supporters and even this season everything's been hard work and um I remember speaking to, to Michael Martin sorry I'm 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 back back backtracking to lots of old podcasts but I remember speaking to Michael Martin um before the West Ham game and he said we deserve, someone is going to get a murdering sometime soon. We're going to murder someone soon. <laughs> and nobody thought this game was going to be the one, but, yeah. but we, we, it has yeah. been coming. It has been coming. Us absolutely battering someone has been on the cards for weeks and weeks and weeks. And it was, it's, it was a culmination of the, the perfect occasion, the perfect opposition, the perfect lead up. You know, we just got beat at Aston Villa. It was, everyone's like, oh, are we going to turn it around? Spurs have just lost as well. And so everything came together on an occasion where within 20 minutes, nobody knew what to do. And, and it was, it was jubilant kind of laughter, kind of just, I, 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 there's no word to explain that feeling because it won't happen again. It hasn't happened before and it won't happen again. The, the way that Sai is describing it there, it almost, like the picture that's been painted in my mind is we've all just been told the war's won. <laughs> <laughs> the war's over, hugging people in the street, everybody patting each other on the back, like laughing, like crying. Um, maybe that's not what you were experiencing, but that's what I'm vision, visualizing that. <laughs> Except it wasn't a war. Like we call them a team, they weren't a team, were they? <laughs> they we could see we've had it for so many years, just a collection of individuals, mm. a couple of whom are half decent. And Kane is very, very good. Like he's world class. Son fallen off a cliff, but they just had there was collective responsibility. There wasn't even individual responsibility. It was. Mm. Am I going to use the word sad? I think I am because we can empathise a little bit. I'm not a particular fan of Spurs as a football club, but we know what it's like to watch your football team and see it falling apart. They said, we're a worry for them now. Like they could drop. They Villa, Liverpool picking up. Spurs, top four, top six might be their question. You know, Daniel Levy, you have to give him some credit. He did everything he could to stop this takeover. <laughs> <laughs> really, really wise thing to do, as it turns out, because look at them now. And look at us. Um, one of my favourite moments from that game, uh, apart from the, the obvious moments, which we'll talk through, was Spurs after, what, like 25, 27 minutes, their manager having to kind of have a conversation with his coach and staff saying... We're going to have to go back five here, lads. <laughs> We're going to have to bring on a defender at five nil down <laughs> to shore it up. <laughs> and hey, it worked. Give him the job full time. They only really conceded one after that point. The guy, uh, so, oh, I've after you, Charlotte. Sorry, I interrupted. The guy next to me was like, at, at five nil down, he was like, they haven't done anything to change that. I mean, you know, it, it, you'd think they would make a change at this point. They are five nil down. Somebody's got to see that this isn't working. <laughs> And then they did, yeah, they, they dropped back to a back five. It is a real problem PR-wise for the Premier League. You know, Premier League likes to talk itself up as the world's most competitive. <laughs> if Spurs are fifth, if Spurs are the fifth best team <laughs> in this division. I mean, Spurs be, be, before today only three points behind us. Like, yeah. and, and we beat them yeah. at their place earlier this season. We will talk Monte Cassie United soon, I promise, listener. But um, yeah, wow, wow, that was that was bad. That was bad from them. But But having said that, it was... It, you know, first of all, like you said, Sai, we've been threatening to do that for a long time. You know, we've now put five past teams in the Premier League uh, in the last, what, two weeks, three weeks. We've scored five twice in a game, mm. well, five and six. That's not an easy thing to do. There was so much conversation when we had that lean spell about doing the, the difficult thing, putting the ball in the back of the net, you know, territory, possession, chances. We weren't doing it in water. This is it. This is Eddie Howe, isn't it? He comes yeah. up with solutions. You know, last season, the defence was a mess. He fixed it. This season, the defence was class, but we couldn't score. 
he's fixed it with the same group of players essentially because Anthony Gordon hasn't really made that much of an impact. So just just what a performance, what a result, what a day. I hope everyone listening to this enjoys it, drinks it in. One of you, I think you said before, Sai, it isn't going to happen again probably it, it, realistically because no one else has done this. I think Liverpool were four up against Arsenal in 2013 or 14 um, after 20 minutes. And but and we've we've got one, one better and done five. It, it just doesn't happen very often. And there are lots and lots of reasons it did happen. And we're going to get into them after these short adverts. Of course, if you want to avoid the adverts, come and join us on Patreon. It's just £3 a month to get all of these free podcasts advertisement free. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Part two of the show, and I want to talk about the midfield. And the reason I want to talk about the midfield is Spurs today, uh, they've played pretty much a 3-4-3 slash 5-3-2 most of the season. Today, Stellini, whoever he is, he goes with a 4-3-3. <laughs> he, goes four, he goes to Newcastle away. The Why? hardest place, by the way, the hardest place apart from Manchester City, I think, to go to in the Premier League. And he decides to try matches in midfield. And their midfield of... Uh, Skip, Hoidberg, and Saar, um, our boys licking their lips at that. It was just, <laughs> if, if we look at while Spurs played that formation, our midfield, it was, it, you know, men against boys is such a cliche, but it did, it looked like an age group difference. It looked like they brought the under 18s and we brought the over 40s. And it was just, it was just physical. It was brutal. It was unbelievable. And Saar, you think it's all down to one man, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a, a big advocate of the Sean Longstaff fan club. Uh, yeah, um, you know what? It didn't even stand out today, but what what, what was obvious from um, Sean Longstaff's re-inclusion in the team today was that it it kind of allows the other players in Joe Linton, in Bruno, in Willick as well, actually. Uh, Bruno and uh, Joe Linton and Willick doing the usual thing of kind of rotating that left-hand side. Um, Longstaff does all the donkey work, and, and he only needed Longstaff to do that donkey work today for some ridiculous reason, despite... Spurs doing that three-man midfield, which became a two-man midfield after 26 minutes or something when they, <laughs> when they hooked Saar off. Um, 
Longstaff is an important player on our team. He, he frees up everyone else to do their jobs because he does the, 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 the shit bit. He runs around, he closes down players, he covers 30 to 40 more yards each each minute. Like He's, he's just running around like a lunatic. Um, we missed that against Villa, we did. And and you know what, even if, if Longstaff had started the game, we might have lost because we had a bad day and, and, and Villa were excellent. But we missed those legs and, and I, I just really enjoyed seeing um, Longstaff do his job, which allowed Bruno and Joe Layton in particular to get a lot more time on the ball, a lot more kind of space. And they weren't sitting in front of our defence. They were a bit higher up the pitch. Longstaff was doing that job and it, it all just worked perfectly. It clicked perfectly and, and we dominated that game in midfield. And I, I, again, I, I wouldn't even say that Longstaff played like a 9 or a 10 out of 10. He was just okay. But his role in that team is so important and I thought it was really enjoyable today. Well said, and yeah, and a triumphant return. I mean, what a what a game from the miss, by mm. the way. He, he did look a lot better for missing that oh, debacle yeah. at, at Aston Villa. But yeah, that the, the, Newcastle's midfield was just everywhere first twenty minutes. Every time Spurs tried to like the simplest of passes, mm. the simplest yeah. of passes was intercepted. Was Harry Spurs were relentlessly forced backwards. They were forced backwards. Hugo Lloris can't kick a football properly, so the ball's going out of play. It's going back to our fullbacks, and all of a sudden, this kind of <laughs> mad midfield that that their manager has picked like <laughs> i think this person this i, I was going to say madri person charlie he very much existed i'm sure but this person <laughs> who we can't name who said to you when it goes five why haven't they tried to change anything fucking how about after eight minutes lads yeah, yeah. how about change after eight minutes because bruno um willock and longstaff with the support of murphy and joe linton were just everywhere all over spurs and spurs is half of the pitch it's so hard to get on top of that when 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 we're in this mood, when we're in that zone. Sam, I was going to come to you because I thought you put your hand up. I was, I did. Yeah. I have a hand up, but it wasn't a very convincing hand up, was it? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, it shows what Spurs did. People, There's been a few people in the last few weeks that have said, right, we should change formation. Right, what Spurs did shows exactly why you shouldn't. And what our midfield did today shows exactly why you should stick with what you had. Because... I mean, I'm not big on the data, particularly on the numbers or the analysis, but I bet if you looked at it, right, each of those lads, every movement or almost every movement they make is planned. They know if one goes this direction, the other moves that way. So it, while it looks like it's just like random pressing, <laughs> I don't think it is at all. They know one goes, they're talking to each other the whole time. One goes to so another slides across and it helps having Joe Linton and Murphy in that because Joe Linton knows that midfield system as well. And when it comes together on days like today, Bruno loves pushing higher up as well. He loves, I, I do love him. I, I really do love him. But this, he loves geeing the crowd up as well. And he really likes doing that from the very front. He likes to be the one pushing forward from midfield. And as Ty said, Longstaff playing allows him to do exactly that. And to be honest, whatever makes him happy, if he wants to do that, <laughs> he can crack on. Yeah, we should just we should just defer to Bruno. Do <laughs> let, let him do whatever he wants. I ju can I talk about Willock? Yeah, please do. Because Willock was unbelievable today. He's got a new hairdo, which is presumably why. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. There was a discipline and a maturity and a and a just a feel about his whole performance, a confidence in his whole performance today. He was everywhere. He created the opportunities for. I think is it was it his ball to Joe Linton yeah. for which was just well, it was uh, the Isaac was his ball. Was, so it wasn't his for Joe Linton. That was Shaw. Oh, was it? Yeah. And, and another unbelievable. <laughs> ball. I honestly could talk about all of these players and and uh, sing their praises, but but the the uh, Isaac ball was unbelievable. He just the, the 
picking him out and then and then it's such a long ball and you know you, you kind of used to these long balls like Shelby-esque long balls that just kind of are very speculative but it was so deliberate and you can see how much he's worked with Isaac I think Isaac Isaac and um and how how they just like Sam says they know where each other are going to be they know how each other are playing and I mean to a to an extent we saw we saw all our really great players get hooked at like 65, 70 minutes and some of our older players come on. They also know that the drilling of this team is unbelievable. From I've said unbelievable about a million times now. But um, it, it, when we do these podcasts straight after the game, my vocabulary is terrible. So I apologize. <laughs> um, but Willick was everywhere today. He was, I think Joe Linton was actually the player of the match. But for me, he was just my player of the match. He was really, really good. He was, he was, and it was, there's going to be a lot of narrative and there's going to be a lot of conversation, and I understand the conversation. It was how much did Spurs contribute to the 5-0 down after 20 minutes and how much were we actually good? Newcastle take all of their chances. Um, There is some culpability with um, probably the Spurs goalkeeper who saves none of the five (laughs) when, when when he could have at least saved one or tried to save a couple of them. But ultimately, I just I just think our midfield. I'm not trying to make excuses for Spurs, but our midfield in that form, with the crowd, with the fixture, with the atmosphere, it kind of goes back to the Arsenal game last season when, when when we get it right and when Bruno is playing because the only mm. the only home game we've lost since is um is Liverpool and Bruno wasn't playing and Newcastle haven't won this season without Bruno, so it's almost like an anomaly that you don't have to think about because he's not there. Opposition teams just don't have an answer to it. They just that they cannot they cannot stem the flow when Newcastle's midfield are playing like that in the front three. I, I actually don't know what teams can do when we're on top of it with that midfield playing like it was. And then when we're not playing all this nice, neat interplay stuff, you've got this lovely, lovely relationship that's blossoming. And no one would have really picked it, but Fabian Cher, Joe Linton, for the second time he did it at West Ham, Joe Linton makes these runs and he's looking down the line, almost, it's from when he's in a further advanced left midfield position. He's almost like, an umpire on the long jump, you know, when they're just looking at that line mm. for the foot to go and he's waiting, waiting and Cher knows exactly when to play the ball and he just plays that diagonal curl ball behind. It's like long ball, but a beautiful new 2023 20, version <laughs> of it. And Joe Linton, I mean, that's the striker. When Bruce, when we signed him and Bruce put him out on the left, that is the kind of thing you want your left forward to be doing, running across the line and taking those diagonal balls. The power behind him, the athletic, like if you watch that back, the athleticism to make the run, the 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 power behind the shot, the complete confidence, the ability to just run around Larice like Larice comes out and he's like, nah, I don't think so. Just runs around him with the ball. That is it. That is a light years away, Joe Linton, from the one we saw. I don't know, twenty twenty four months ago, when we had twenty four months ago, who just looked timid. Com- by comparison yeah and, and you know to get things going in the game it's actually i mean again i'm gonna hate myself because i keep having to bring up how fucking disastrous spurs were but the <laughs> first goal is joe linton running from the left hand side in the power penalty area beating three players getting a decent shot off and murphy scores joe linton like you say charlotte was just integral to almost everything newcastle did today what a player as if there was some discussion pre-game that that gordon might start out there and joe linton might come out just seems ridiculous and it was ridiculous because it didn't happen 
I think you're right before to say there, there are two narratives to this game, Dodzy. Like, like we were excellent. That's as good as we've played at home probably probably all season, probably all season. Uh, and, and a great response to the Villa game last week. But Spurs were poor, really poor. But I think I turned to you and said after like five minutes or six, whatever, the, we, how many how many minutes had passed by the time we scored three? Like nine? Eight or nine, yeah. Eight minutes. And I was like, what have they done to prepare for this game? Like, like this did not look like a team who've come to St. James's Park with a plan and that was definitely definitely part of what was going on today. Like they did not prepare for Newcastle United. You know, we, they they've, they were probably thinking, well, we've got Kane, we've got Son. You know, that we'll just would we'll, we'll, that that's what we've got. We concede goals, but hopefully we'll just do a bit better up front because they had no answer to any of what we did. And we've talked about the midfield there, absolutely dominant. We didn't talk about like Trippier and and I'll give Burn a bit of credit. Like they they were offering something going forward. Isaac, they had no answer for in, in the forward. So yeah, I, I just think Spurs are, are a mess and they should be out of the Champions League equation. But this was a massive statement from us to the rest of the league as well, not just Spurs. This was us saying, well, actually, yeah, they're, they're a bit of a mess. And we're, we're, this is what happens if a team that isn't at 100% comes to Newcastle. You know, Spurs are a good side. They've, they've somehow, despite the season having, despite sporting directors getting getting resigning because they've they're crooks despite <laughs> not allowed to work in football despite <laughs> conte basically saying this is this is a losing mentality club i'm off and then having to sack him it was one month ago that you know yeah one month <laughs> just despite all that they're still they were only three points behind us before today and yeah. they've, they've had a decent season and they got into the last 16 in the champions league etc et and and we've have just showed him them how how pathetic they are compared to Newcastle United this season like that's a big statement of the rest of the league that's a big statement for Newcastle and where we are at this time I absolutely love the fact that our Spurs fans on social media defending a refund <laughs> it's like you want to talk about fucking refunds try and follow Newcastle United away from home under Mike Ashley for 14 years uh, they were singing um, we won't leave you out after the first goal I was like oh buckle up it's gonna get a lot worse <laughs> I just brought a game back to me when I was we, we were all demanding refunds that one we went down to Spurs just after Harry, they decided that Harry Redknapp hadn't fiddled his yeah. books we went down there <laughs> and I think we were four or five down after 20 minutes um it was because I remember it was the Denver bar Ramadan year and we were just singing that constantly even at five nil down I think Gosling got a consolation everyone got went nuts but it was that kind of day where they were the same on that day they they everything they touched turned to gold and we had that today honest i was a bit bored in the second half <laughs> <laughs> where's where's my goal every six minutes yeah my dad was like we haven't scored in 20 minutes what's this about <laughs> they should have called it at half time they should have shaken hands <laughs> <laughs> saved everyone we, we would have been home a bit early tonight you'd have listened to this 45 minutes early if they'd done it do the right thing in future spurs <laughs> um right we're gonna have another short advertisement break and we straight back talking about newcastle's center forward after these adverts You should know what that means already. That's the best kind of notification. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify and the moment another business dream becomes a reality. Shopify is the e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling succulents or stilettos, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. 
And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. What's incredible to me personally, Charlotte, about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business and take it to the next level. Now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash truefaith or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash truefaith to take your business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash truefaith. Sam, you, uh, you've uncovered a statistic that you'd like to talk about in relation to the two goal hero today. Which one do you mean? Well, the one I think I mean is that when Isaac gets a second, that took him to 10, isn't it, for mm-hmm. the season in about 10 games. There's a goal of a game. Like if he's fit, he's a 30-goal season man. But I can't remember off the top of my head, and I did a little bit of digging, where we've had a Premier League season with three forwards in double figures, two of whom didn't even start the game today. Our two leading scorers before today, out of choice, were left on the bench. Like, that is a world... Even in January, to be honest, when we're looking and how's turning around and going, right, I've got six people that could play at right or left back, but absolutely no one else to bring on. And then suddenly I'm like, right, actually, I've 60 minutes gone, we're five up. Who can I call? Uh, me two top scorers and Anthony Gordon, who <laughs> I spent 40 million quid for. Like, if you're Spurs, you're going, oh, please, come on. <laughs> it is, a, it is a, a really nice thing, isn't it, to have and. Did you find out, Sam, when the last time we've had three players and double figures in the Premier League was? I know for a fact we never have. Wow. Wow. That's nuts. That's absolutely crazy. So that's just, just, just to be clear to listeners, that's, this is the first time that Newcastle have had three players score double figures for Premier League goals in a season. That's a really bad stat that we haven't had it before. But never mind that. Look at us now. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. Let, let's talk a little bit about, about Jacob Murphy as well, Charlotte. You were buzzing for him. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I thought I knew how big his mouth could get. And it turns out <laughs> it can get even bigger than that. Jacob Murphy just, he's wanted it for a while. And we've talked about how he just doesn't have that end product. And he's, he's you know, he's, he's the joker of the group. And he's a, he has the best time and everybody really likes him. But he just doesn't have that end product. Well, he managed to find it today. Obviously, the first one was a Joel Linton uh, shot that parried off Loris and then Murphy was in the right spot and he got it into the corner of the goal. Good goal, you know, normal goal. Happy happy to have it. And then um, his second goal was just absolutely unbelievable. The audacity of Jacob Murphy to take that shot. It, he was miles away from the goal. He just, I, the, I didn't know he had that much power in him to sail it past Luis. He didn't get his fingers on it right into the top corner of the net. And (laughs) then I was in the ground and I could see it on the screen and have seen it since. He just, he can't believe it. The crowd can't believe it. If if you, if you watch the highlights back, nobody thought that was going in. I didn't think that was good. I thought it was going to go wide. That's a, that's a fun shot to have taken, but that's going wide. And then it goes in the net. And then, um, there is, there's a, there's a split second where everybody's like, what? And that I think contributed to how funny everything was as well, because that goal's such an outrageous goal to score, to even attempt. Um, but I love that he did it. And then he comes away and the, the camera's on his face and he's, uh, he's in utter disbelief at himself. 
I just love it. These he's he is having the time of his life on this in this squad. I think somebody tweeted, uh, which I sent you before. What is the point of having all this money if if Eddie Howe's just going to make all our shite lads class? <laughs> <laughs> and he is. He's just. He is. I I just I'm buzzing for him. He loves this club. I, it's his it's his boyhood club. Uh, he clearly is loving what's going on and he got his goals today and I'm absolutely over the moon for him. I just want to say before I analyze this, uh, Jacob Murphy is my screensaver now, his big open grinning <laughs> face. But uh, Alex, you and I were in the strawberry corner and we were looking on and there was this huge, huge gap to the side. I don't know why, Laurie seemed to be standing in the absolute wrong place for this. There was this huge, huge gap and Murphy picks up the ball, and it's almost like they've been told. I don't think Spurs have prepared for this game, as I said before, but it's almost like they were thinking, well, it's Murphy, just let him shoot. Yeah. And then they left this massive gap on one side of the goal, and Loris is standing at the other side, and no one closed him down. Like he, he was given a good four to five yards of space to take a touch and a shoot. It's like, yeah, he's, he's not great, but he's still a Premier League footballer. If you let him do that, he's probably going to score. And he did. He just he hit the ball so straight and true, and it went at the corner. And it, that's what was so funny about it. It's like, that was so easy and you didn't need to let us do that. And we still did. <laughs> like, like at that point, yeah, I, I wasn't even celebrating. I was just laughing and crying. Like it was just, just too much. But yeah, from, from our angle in the strawberry corner, it's like, well, that's going straight in because nobody's anywhere near it. And Loris is on the other side of the goal. So it's just, just ridiculous. It's he a doesn't ridiculous even try goal. though. Yeah? Loris doesn't even try. Yeah, like he's, he just sends fun to go. He looks, doesn't he? He looks yeah. to the side and he's like, oh, whoops. <laughs> what makes it more funny is the one he tried towards the end of the half when he was on a hat-trick that's mm. just gone exactly where you expected to get, which, yeah, is, yeah, which yeah. is almost out for a throw. But <laughs> as class as the goals were, it wasn't my favourite Jacob Murphy moment. Today, we were five up, maybe 30, 35 minutes in, and he wins just like a random throw-in in front of the East Stand. Mm. And he just looks at the fans and just starts screaming, that open mouth yeah, scream. It's yeah. like they've been working on, in, on it in training. Like Bruno's <laughs> got them all together because Joe Linton was at it. Yeah. Murphy's going, well, if those two are doing it, then I better do it. That's how to stay in this team. Um, they just seem to love it. And Murphy, more than most. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many players we could talk about today. We, we've hardly touched on Willock. I mean, the, the, the Willock ball uh, for Isak was, it, it's, it's kind of show your kids. That ball, that goal, yeah. that finish. And, and you know, Isak himself, you've touched him already. But 10 Premier League goals in just 970 minutes, which is the second best in the league behind Haaland. That's an unbelievable statistic. This is a guy who, by the way, was pretty much signed injured, then got a really bad injury, really struggled to come back from the injury. But like you said, Sam, could you imagine if he he, got, he gets 38 and if he gets 38 goals next season? Like, is it possible that Newcastle don't win the league next season? Mm. Alexander Isak plays 38 games. He's also, crucially, getting better. Like, this probably isn't the best of them that we're going to see. He's getting better and better. He wasn't, like, tremendously involved today, but he scored two goals, two really well-taken goals. And, Si, you want to make a point that him and him and Murphy were hooked chasing hat-tricks. I think, reading between the lines, what you're saying is that uh, Javier Manquillo has still got it? No? All right. <laughs> Save that for later. I thought Manquillo was excellent when he came on, by the way. Um, no, yeah, what what a what a luxury for, for how to have to be able to just take off two plays on a hat-trick, which normal, normally you'd say, oh, you can't take him off on a hat-trick, especially not in about 65 minutes. You've got, got to give him another 10 minutes to even get a goal. But we've got big games ahead. We've got, you know, Everton isn't an easy game. It's a massive one on Thursday. Southampton at home. Southampton have just got something at uh, Arsenal, you know. These are big games. And the fact that we've got to... <laughs> I was going to say half time, but obviously we got to 20 minutes and the game's outside against Spurs. Could have been making subs then if you wanted to. Um, yeah, what a, what a luxury. And um, 
it's one of those things where I don't think any of those players come off annoyed at the manager. You, you see these situations time and time again in football. Someone's on a hat trick, you take them off, and they, there's a bit of a hissy fit. Didn't see that from Murphy. Didn't see that from Isaac. Isaac understood. Murphy understood. Um, I think they were both given, given that they scored both their goals inside of 20 minutes, they were given ample time to to score their hat-tricks and didn't quite get there. But yeah, it's 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 really encouraging that we can rotate the team at at whatever it was, 60 minutes, and then we scored immediately with with Murphy, uh, with uh, Wilson and, and uh, Miggy on the pitch. But yeah, I, I think it, it it says a lot that the manager is is confident enough to take those players off because he could risk uh, upsetting someone by doing that. But but no, this this team's very tight knit. This team totally understands the remit, and they they just seem to be absolutely fine with everything that happened today. So really encouraging. Yeah, Callum Wilson uh, as well coming on getting another goal. He's making a mm. habit of that, which is incredible. Very unlucky, of course, at Brentford to have one ruled out but I suppose one of the big things for me and it's easy to say this after a 6-1 win but I expected Newcastle win today I thought there was kind of a calmness across the support heading into this one yes Aston Villa happened and it was shit but there was almost an expectation of that reaction of the fact that we're just better than Spurs and that's why it's so strange for the Premier League that Spurs are in fifth currently still it's not like they've been they were a class earlier this season and then have fallen away a bit I think Newcastle have been better than Spurs for the whole season. We beat them at their place. We beat them comfortably. We deserve to win. And 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 today, the, the level of difference between the two sides, it's not easy. And I get it, it. It's one game where one team plays well and the other team plays badly. It's not easy for Spurs to bridge this gap now. And the teams below. I think about teams who had a nice weekend and were looking at this game. Liverpool were one of them. Yes, it was, it was unlikely they were going to catch us. But Liverpool fans probably going at this fixture thought, you know what, this is a draw. Spurs win. We, Liverpool have got to play Spurs next week. There's every chance we can catch these. This just sends a message to the rest of the division. We are better than you. We are above mm. you. We've gone above Manchester United. We've got a game in hand because they're currently in the semi-final. But we, you also what we did to Manchester United a few weeks ago. Newcastle United are where they deserve to be in the league. And that is probably the most exciting thing for me. This is not a fluke. This is not, this is not kind of last-minute winners or... Um, easy fixtures, or we've played. We've played thirty-one games now in the Premier League. We've lost three times. We've lost once at home. We still have the best defensive record in the Premier League. Newcastle United are here to stay, Sam. But there's still that little old Newcastle in the back of the head, isn't there? For, well, I don't know about you, for you lot, but for me, when Harry Kane puts that one in, my head's going, "Yeah, we need another one here. Come on, we need a six <laughs> just to make just to make sure." It's I, I don't know how long that will last. Like, when does that go? Is it always going to be there? The guy next to me at, at four nil up was like, "This will end four four. I was like, "Really? Are we watching the same game? Look at look at Spurs. This isn't going to end four four. I don't know. So you said to me when when Spurs like had a shot at five one, you were like, "We need to be careful here." Like, right, do a fuck. They, they scored really early in the second half and it's like if they scored again at like I think that was about 51 minutes it's like if they'd got another at that point <laughs> minutes and I think what I said to you as well you don't think a team can score five goals in 20 minutes it's literally <laughs> just happened yeah but no <laughs> yes good, good point well made um, yeah ultimately though it was it was just one of the, the great afternoons we're going to have a full review to probably talk more about the football side of it on Patreon but you know what a pleasure to be there. What a pleasure to watch it. I want to watch. Particularly, they do, you know, uh, back in the day when teams would have big wins and they'd release a DVD within a week. I just want the first 20 minutes clip for YouTube. First 20, 22 minutes, please, Newcastle United YouTube people, so I can watch that on loop this week when I go to sleep and wake up in the morning. 
uh, and, and go about <laughs> my day because it was just simply the, the best 20 minutes of my life. Wow. By some distance. Yeah, f- find me a better 20 minutes, Charlotte, can you, in your life? Sorry to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for your wedding day. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm terribly miserable generally, so that was absolutely the number one 20 minutes of my life. Final question to kind of take us to the end of the show. Champions League, is it guaranteed now? Anyone? Nothing is guaranteed, but I'd say I'm as close to saying it is as I ever will be. Yeah, fuck it. We were singing that at uh, Tottenham. Uh, from where I was sitting, we were quite. Cl- I was sort of nearer the Spears uh, support, um, and everyone was singing Champions League. You having a laugh? Someone was like, "They're singing Harry Kane. You're having a laugh." I was like, "No, no, it's Champions League, and we're going." I I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. I can't quite get out of the <laughs> idea of that that something terrible could happen because it's Newcastle. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Even if. Looking at the fixtures we've got to come, you've got Arsenal, might drop points there, might, probably won't, probably won't, the way we're playing. Um, Chelsea away, last game of the season. All I want is for us not to go to Chelsea away on that last game of the season, needing something. I think we can get there, hopefully, before then. Um, Brighton might might take some points off us. I don't know, but then Spurs aren't going to win their remaining seven games, are they? No. Uh, you're looking more at Liverpool or Villa, if they can keep their, their momentum up, and, and even then Liverpool are nine points behind us, so... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm nearly there. I'm nearly convincing myself that we're in the Champions League next season, but I, I'm just, I just I can't get out of Newcastle United something might go wrong mindset. That's probably the most positive I've ever heard, Sybe. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Steve Bruce. <laughs> I'm there. Old Newcastle Sam isn't. It's still in there in the back. I'm trying to ignore it. But I've said on previous Patreon pods that the big games were Manchester United at home, Tottenham Hotspur at home. And if we can win those games, then we'll finish in the top four. So... I've done the math quickly in my head. That means we're going to finish in the top four. Absolutely. You know, this is, it's kind of gone unnoticed because this is such a big game. But Newcastle have now got Everton and Southampton, who are both shit, um, in, you know, inside a week. And if Newcastle can get four or six points from those, and particularly six points, and that would put us on 65 uh, points with five still to play you normally need about 70 71 points to qualify for the champions league so we're so close mm. we you know i love the fact that how today basically at 6-1 was like we've had more fun get the class lads off rest for everton mm. we need to go to everton and, yeah. and put right a little bit the away game wrongs of aston Villa, and i'm sure we will do that uh and yeah if we can if we can be sat here this time next week unbeaten with at least one win possibly two wins it's, it's a done deal i mean who's going to catch us realistically come on not Spurs, not Liverpool, and that leaves Villa and Brighton. Brighton have only played 29 games. They should play some more games, Brighton. That would help <laughs> them move up the league. We'll smash them at home too, so it's okay. Okay, we're going to finish it there. It's been an absolute pleasure. What a day, what a win, what a football club. Thanks to everyone for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. It's three to eight pounds a month. Would love for you to join. You can listen to me, Sam, Sai, and Charlotte. Lots, lots more, plus a host of other hosts and podcasters that we'll have. Newcastle or Class, get involved. Can't wait to podcast with you all again very soon indeed. Bye-bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.